So this is my 15th Sermon on the Amount with you. And during that time, I've seen tremendous growth, some graceful recovery from setbacks, hope lifted up, sometimes found, sometimes unfulfilled, but hoped again. And in a Sermon on the Mount, I could tell you about things that we, thoughts that we have about money. Things like what Wayne Clark, director of Congregational uh, Stewardship for the UUA, says in the network, that generally you use uh, come from a culture of unreasonable fears about poverty and unrealistic fantasies about wealth, that that's part of the, the culture mix. So we could talk about that. We could talk about how we feel about money and how it may control us or not, how it's a tool. But the essence of this place that we want to support is the community. People come and go, but this place, the synergy here, the nourishment, the focus for hope, the sense of wonder, the welcome into our lives, the welcome of the world is here, is cultivated, is supported, is creatively born and reborn again. Melissa Harris Perry, a uh, new show host and author, offers this observation. We are the certain and the seeking, the lifers and the newcomers, the beloved and the brokenhearted, the insiders and the rejected, all of whom have found a home in the extraordinary yet intimate communities of Unitarian Universalism. We are one of those extraordinary intimate communities of Unitarian Universalism. This is a home for searching, growing, questioning, reflecting, acting, manifesting, challenging, praising, and praying. So today, I would like to interweave your aspirations into this Sermon on the Amount. And I am um, going to risk being willing to riff a little bit on the sense of this place, its life-giving qualities, its possibilities, its teaching moments, its importance in our lives, the lives of this community, the lives of the surrounding community, and then the ripple effects out into the world. So what I'd like to do is ask each of you, or any one of you, if you would just, again, lift up one thing that you thought of when you were doing the I can tell you about um, ping pong and just stand and just describe in a word or phrase an aspect of this church community so that we can start really feeling what it is that brings us here. And I'll um, talk about that as well. So if there's anyone here that would like to just Stand up and say, ah, Kathleen. Women's ritual circle. Women's ritual circle. Here we foster community and we want and we model the world that we want to see. And in some ways, it's a training ground, a training ground for us to practice the kind of community that we want in this world, the kind of world that we want. So one thing in the women's ritual circle is a way for folk to come together in one sensibility that they have so that they can deepen into a sense of home and a sense of their sacred knowing of the, uh, the way the world works for them, the way 
uh, strength can come into our days. And Unitarian Universalism gives room for that kind of thing. There was one thing that um, uh, uh, a colleague said. She, when she was told way back when to come to a Unitarian Universalist church, and she was very cynical about churches, and her friend said, no, this church will welcome you. She was um, very, uh, she was an out lesbian and very, um, you know, motorcycle rider kind of uh, person. And so she said, all right, we'll see. So the first time that she went to a UU church, she spiked up her hair. <laughs> she wore all sorts of, you know, her leather jacket. She came in on her motorcycle and walked up right up to the front. And there she said, she was in Maine, and there she said some gray-haired little old ladies, is what she said, came up to her and went, welcome, dear. Come on in. She said, they called me dear. <laughs> and she eventually became a UU minister, a very good one. So. <laughs> but it's that, you know, we welcome the people's sensibility where they are so that harmony can come. Build your own theology. Religious education. A consistent, structured time together helps us habituate beloved community. And if we spend our time studying our lives or studying who we are together, then we habituate how we want to live. Reverend Victoria Safford reminds us that part of our gift as a faith Community is to aid in the transmission of beauty and truth. To aid in the transmission of beauty and truth. And the way we do that is we speak and listen from our own lives, from our own stories. And when we do that, we manifest beauty and truth. And you have to create space for that. It doesn't come naturally in our society. It doesn't come naturally really in our world. There's so much fear. There's so much brokenness. So what we need to do here is give ourselves space, time, and opportunity to speak from, our deep, from, from the deep places in our hearts so that that truth can come. Because, you know, Tim Kelly, I don't know how many of you know him. He's somebody, he's a guru for folks that want to, purpose-driven folk that want, you know, want to find purpose in their lives. And he said something really neat. He said, we are uniquely designed to have an impact in the world. We are each uniquely designed to have an impact in the world. And Unitarian Universalist Religious Education recognizes your unique impact that you could have in the world and tries to draw it out of you, from you. So, you know, we need space for that. We need lights. We need stuff. What else? The Embrace the Journey Ensemble. The Embrace the Journey Ensemble. Creative spirituality is one of the things that Unitarian Universalism can actually give to a world that is starting to realize that the old, um, the, that ways of religion, there's a whole bunch of folk that are beginning to see that ways of religion from the past are not working anymore for people. 
There are a lot more people that call themselves nuns, the N-O-N-E-S's, and people who say that they're looking for a church community that have never had any experience of a church community. So what Unitarian Universalism does, because we believe that revelation is not sealed, that what we are is a living faith, a faith where we come to um, who we are and what we can be by who we are and what we can be in the present, that what we need to do is listen to different ways, creative ways where we can express our truths, different ways that we can come at that sense of wholeness and bring in people who don't usually get to tell their story. That's one of the things, that's one of the things that we give each other. Stories that are silent in the media, ways of being that are not given much due can come here. So Embrace the Journey Ensemble is exploring different ways to come to a sense of truth, to feel God or grace in a movement or in a song or in uh, poems. Alternative, open, alternative, open, healing, Christian participation. One thing that Unitarian Universalism does uh, very well and can model for the world is multiculturalism. Ways that we somehow we can find room for each other in the place. We can have one community of many differing beliefs. We recognize each other as fellow travelers, even though we may not share the same belief. We are one humanity with a common life. And that is a discipline that um, we can give to the world, because this is something that we, way back when, when Christianity was going, you know, what kind of a religion do we want to be? We branched out into a different religion that became the orthodoxy. So we understand what it's like to have a different way of approaching. And so we've always been a religion that challenges stale religious thinking or that brings the sense of um, religion in different ways to the forefront so that we recognize each other's um, way of being and believing. Um, do any, any of you remember the, the Schaefer beer commercial? Schaefer beer, best beer to have more than one or what is it? Nick, you know how to do it. The one beer to have when you're having more than one. Well, my mentor, John Burens, used to say, Unitarian Universalism is the one religion to have when you're having more than one. <laughs> and often we'll have, like, you know, Christian, Jewish, lots of multi-faith families come here because they feel there's a space for that. And when we're in a world, you know, we just what's going on in Ukraine right now, I mean, when we're in a world that is in strife, we can model a way of living together. We can model a win-win way of being who we are without power over others. That's, that's I, I'm getting goosebumps. That's very, very important. And that's something that you all are willing to do when you work on Unitarian Universalism. And we need a place to do that. And we need a community to do that. And we need structured time to meet in order to habituate ourselves to a, a multicultural world. I wanted to say something about the uh, donors and 
Thank you, Ed. The giving, the giving and the receiving. Our seventh principle, the interdependent web of all existence. We need both. We need people that give and receive, and we need to share that. Sometimes we need to be willing to receive. Sometimes we need to be willing to give. And that is something that happens here. Another thing that happens with that is that we introduce ourselves to each other's whole lives. I mean, this is one of the few kinds of communities these days where we get to see people from day seven to, you know, 107. We get to intermingle multi-generationally so that we can share our wisdom and invite whatever evolution is bringing to the future. We can do that together. We can create that synergy so that that can happen. That's something we do together. <coughs> Susan. Susan. Yes, yeah. Yeah, because we all have to. I mean, the thing about Unitarian Universalist congregations is that we are what make the congregations. So we are responsible for everything that happens in it. There isn't a magic. And, it, and in UUFHC, we don't have a custodian. We have an incredible angel who doesn't like to be recognized, so I won't say his name. Everybody knows who he is. <laughs> Comes almost every day. I mean, really. I mean, we have people behind the scenes doing all sorts of what, like yesterday, this was, you know, being prepared, and today it's painted. You know, there's, there's things that we do um, just to make this place run. You all, you all know what it's like to, well, most of you know what it's like to, uh, to have to be in a building. And so we need to keep the maintenance going for those buildings. Yes, Susan, that's very, very important. Some, you know, yeah, go ahead. Yes, and yes, that's something that Unitarian Universalism aspires to. Um, what Unitarian Universalists are, in general, are self-motivated spiritual people looking for authentic encounter. Self-motivated spiritual people looking for authentic encounter. And when that happens, you get a sense of God, or whatever you want to call that, a sense of grace, a sense of wholeness, beauty, truth, meaning. And so in order to, since you have, we have a whole room of self-motivated people, <laughs> there has to be, I mean, sometimes it's, it's a challenge sometimes, but there has to be a way for us to converge. Um, and that's what a building uh, does for us. That's what um, consistent meetings do for us. That's what having a staff to keep the community running does for us. Yes, Mel, sorry, and just two more. I'm sorry, the, I'm sorry, Mel, what? Oh, the good parts of being a child, yeah. Well, and that's one of the things, Mel, that I was talking about when we're multi-generational we can remember our stages of life. We can, you know, um, 
we can become connected in many different ways. So we have to, we need simpler forms in order to find ways to connect in wide variety. That's why religious education is needed. Steve? Um, groundbreaking social justice. Ah. Groundbreaking social justice, especially in a conservative community. And that is something that we've done. We've grown. We've become um, sort of a respected part of Harford County now. We are looked at quite differently than we were maybe 10 years ago because of things like Silent Witness and our work in the emergency shelter. Um, marriage equality lifted us up in ways that surprised me. And now our work with Lassos, where we're helping non-native um, folk um, find a way to, uh, to come into this community. One thing that uh, Reverend Nate Walker said at the UU General Assembly in Phoenix, which was in 2012, and they had a uh, tent city vigil. There was a, a tent city there for uh, immigration. It was during the high level of all the immigration issues out in Arizona. And uh, Nate Walker said, he had a dream that when we arrive to help, as you use, people will take a deep breath and say, ah, yes, the UUs are here. <laughs> Acknowledging that our very presence is settling, setting, settling, calming, and affirming for those committed to building a world that works for all. And I actually have seen that in the UU legislative ministry. Um, even Governor O'Malley says that sometimes. He says that, yeah, the UUs are here because we are seen as people who are willing to make a voice to ever expand freedom and equality for all. And um, that is very important, all, all that we do here. And we don't want to cede the public space to just one voice, to just... Uh, hateful voices or other voices that, um, that might confine and control and oppress. We want to have a voice ourselves to say, no, freedom, equality is important. Equanimity, human possibility. We're not trying to win the world, really. We're not trying to control the world. We're trying to welcome the world, and that takes discipline. And I, I don't know what time it is. I can't see the clock. So what, maybe just one more. One more, uh, uh, Alyssa. <laughs> yes, religious education, sleeping on this floor, having times together where we can, different kinds of times together. Um, so religious education occurs any time we come to an awareness of our connectedness in the world. So anything that we do really is religious education. And it comes and goes in degrees as we live our lives. So if we're open throughout our lives to learning, you self-motivated, creative, spiritual people, then we find ways to come to deeper truths and um, stronger bonds in community. Um, one of the uh, uh, um, resident theologians recently talked to me about a uh, colleague, Reverend Evan Keeley, who when he talked about giving money, he said, don't, you know, people often say, give money until it hurts, you know, give it, you can do it, you can stretch yourselves. He talked about give money until it feels good. Give money until it feels good. 
to help this community, to make it grow, to keep it here for us and for our children and grandchildren, to have a voice in Hartford County. Give money until it feels good. And thank you for being together. <laughs>